Praise the Lord. Are we happy? Okay, before I go to the message, let's be on our feet as we sing this uh, Sunday school song. And I will know whether you are truly happy. You remember that song? If you are happy and you know. If you are happy and you know, clap your hands. If you are happy and you know, and you really want to show. If you are happy and you know, clap your hands. If you are happy and you know, stamp your feet. Good. If you are happy and you know, stamp your feet. If you are happy and you know, and you really want to show. If you are happy and you know, stamp your feet. If you are happy and you know, say amen. amen. If you are happy and you know, say amen. amen. If you are happy and you know, and you really want to show. If you are happy and you know, say amen. amen. If you are happy and you know, do all three. Amen. If you are happy and you know, do all three. Amen. If you are happy and you know, and you really want to show. If you are happy and you know, do all three. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. You know, we are all children of God, right? We are what? Children of God. God bless you. Please have your seat. It's been wonderful here today. Um, if I'm, 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 I share here, that's the way I will put it. When I see this wonderful thing that God is doing through our children, and I pray that Lord will preserve every child that has ministered on this altar today, it shall be preserved till eternity in Jesus' name. Now let me give this announcement before we go ahead. Please, all the newcomers to this church since the month of December 2014, if you have come to this church new since the month of December 2014, please, after the service, we want to see you just outside the church on this side at the back. We are going to be having a get-together on the 8th of May. So we need to give you some information about that. The Lord bless us in Jesus' name. I would like to appreciate all the children that have done wonderful work today. Children, we are proud of you. Please let's give them a round of applause. They have done wonderful, 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 wonderful. Praise God. The Lord bless you in Jesus' name. We also want to appreciate the teachers. If we leave these children, you put them in that class, they can't do it on their own. Put your together for the teachers. Amen. God bless you. Everything you saw today happened just within three Fridays. From the first Friday of this month, the second and the third. In fact, two Fridays. Because the first Friday was more or less the Easter. We couldn't do much. But within this short period, our children could do this because of the assistance of the teacher, of course, by the grace of God. We thank you, teachers. God bless you real good in Jesus' name. I want to appreciate the parents also 
for releasing their children to come to Friday school. Let's put that together for every parent that is here today. God bless you. We appreciate you. And finally, let's appreciate the pastor and the council who have been so supportive anytime we need anything. They are there for us. Children put us together for our pastors. The council member, God bless you. We are so grateful. And the Lord will continue to increase you in Jesus' name. Now, the children already preached all the message. In fact, I have barely 20 minutes thereabouts to just put one or two things and we see how God will help us. I believe the message has been passed across to every parent and even every child in here today. And that's the message of godly legacy. The theme for this year, Children Annual Day, is Godly Legacy. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for thus far you have helped us today. We are so grateful. Thank you for these wonderful children. Thank you for what you are doing through them. You have done through them. We give you her glory. Lord, it is time for you to speak your mind. For you to breathe on all those messages that your children have passed across. Holy Spirit, do it your own way in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Godly legacy. I will define it this way. That any biblical, biblically approved values, principles, standard that you passed on to your children for them to replicate it and it goes on to your generation is referred to as godly legacy. It refers to every investment that you put on your children. Everything you do and they see you do is a legacy you are passing on to them. In Genesis 18-19 we are going to be using New Living Translation more or less today. I know majority of the children, they didn't bring their Bible. Because I know they, had, they came here to minister to you anyway. So we are going to be having the New Living Translation more or less on the screen. God said about Abraham. And God is saying about every parent in here today. Therefore I know him. This is God speaking concerning Abraham. That he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken. Abraham had no child when God spoke to him. But I know Abraham. I know what is made of. I know his character. I know his attitude. I know his, his determination to do it my own way. That I know he will command his children. Does God know 
that you are going to command your children. Or you yourself, you doubt it. Not to talk of God that knows all things. That's an example of a godly father. Now, let's go to 2 Timothy 1.5. 2 Timothy 1.5. 2 Timothy 1.5. So I remember my genuine faith for you. You share the faith that first filled your grandmother. This is Apostle Paul talking about his spiritual son Timothy. He said, I remember your genuine faith, for you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. And I know that that same faith continues strong in you. The faith was in the grandmother. The grandmother passed it on to the mother, and the mother passed it on to Timothy. In Proverbs 22, 6, it said, Train up a child in the way he should go. And that's the right path. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 13, 22. The first part of it, Proverbs 13, 22. Say a good man. Other translation says a good people, a good parents rather, liveth an inheritance to his children, children. The truth is, every parent will pass something onto their children, children, children until eternity. And the question we want to ask ourselves this afternoon is, what is that thing you want to pass across? Or you are already passing across to your children? What is that legacy? Is it a godly legacy or ungodly legacy? Whether you like it, you are going to pass something onto them. We are caretaker for these children. You know, by God's grace, I'm a parent too. So whatever I'm going to say today, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm talking about myself also. These children are what? They are gift from God. We are just caretaker. And whether you like it or not, one day, we're going to appear before God and give account how we care for them. We are going to give account what we have passed on to them. In Luke 2.52, please let's have it on the screen. Luke 2.52. We are going to see the expectation of God for every child to have all-round development like Jesus. We want our Children to be like who? Like who? Let's see four areas that Jesus Christ grew. Luke 2.52 Jesus grew in wisdom. That is one. In status. Two. In favor with God and in favor with all the people. 
The development of Jesus Christ was perfect. And so God expects every child to have this similar growth, this similar development, this similar exposure in their life. Thank God for Pa Joseph and Mama Mary for doing this wonderful work in the life of Jesus. Number one, let's see the first area they taught Jesus. He grew in wisdom. That's talking about intellectual development. Sound education. Skill, capacity to do things. To invent things. To think rationally. To do things in a structured way. Going through education. Every child deserves a good education. You know some religion are even saying a child does not need to go to school. It is godly for your child to have good education. Jesus developed intellectually to the extent that he was even in the temple and was having discussion with doctors at the age of 12. Jesus developed physically. He said if he grew in status, that talks about physical development. All our children deserve to have good food, to live healthy life, and to grow healthy. To do exercise, to do sport, to do things that will make them to be active. It's part of, it is godly for them to have healthy growth. Number three, if found favor with God, that talks about spiritual Development. By no doubt, Jesus was clearly connected with God. He said in John 5.19, that he will not do anything except it is approved of God. He was perfectly connected with heaven. And so God wants our children to be perfectly connected with heaven. No decision is too small for them to contact heaven before they make it. In John 10, 30, he said, I and my father, we are one. Our children must be united with Jesus. They must be united with heaven. Doing everything according to the pattern of God. As recorded in the Bible. Their vertical relationship, that is with God, must be perfect, healthy, without any compromise, like that of Jesus. And finally, they find favor with people. And that talks about healthy, friendly relationship. Horizontal relationship, perfect. You remember Jesus Christ, when he was tired, and he sent the disciples to go and get water, food. And he saw a woman come to, go, to come and fetch water. He started speaking with the women. Before you know it, what happened? He got the woman saved. He got the whole, the whole city saved. Healthy management of people. Healthy relationship. Three good things in the life of people 
and getting that good heart, Jesus developed in favor with people. Our children deserve such development. Jesus Christ, 2,000 years ago, he was here with 11 people. He was able to establish a divine order that up to today and up to eternity, no devil can stop it. I was reading the population of Christians in the world. 31.5% of the old population in the world forms Christian community. Which means out of 7 million in the world today, we have 2.2 billion are Christians. Because what? Jesus had what? Healthy relationship with people. Therefore, my first submission to us is as parents, it is godly for our children to have good education. It is godly for them to have healthy growth, physical development. It is godly for them to grow spiritually. And four, it is godly for them to have healthy relationship with everyone around them. Now, I will say that. Out of all these four, there's one that is the priority. And which one is that? Which one is that? Why is this spiritual? Oh, sorry, I'm not in Friday school. <laughs> and we don't have time. Whether you like it or not, every child will one day be faced with his giants. No matter how you do it, there will be a time you get to a crossroad. Your intellectual capacity cannot save you then. Your good food cannot save you when you are overwhelmed with problems. But something can save you. Your spiritual growth. The muscle we have made these children to develop spiritually is the only one that can sustain them and can even preserve that education, can preserve that healthy growth, and can preserve their relationship with people. But the question is, is that our priority? If we have to look at, just get home and look at your investment on all these four areas, which one carry the, the biggest budget? You can as well know. Which one? Education. Many of us, do you know that we can afford to make our children to go to parties when they're supposed to be in church? What is your priority? You can afford to send them to go and have play dates. Many even go to the extent making them to go to school when they're supposed to be in two hours service in a week. How many hours? Two hours service in a week. And that is where you make your child to go and for one tuition or for one exam. Or for, sorry, not exam. If it's exam, I know that you can't control. But tuition, can't you control it? Go and meet our cousin. I say the child wants to go to mosque. And I say it's time for, for him to go to one tuition or whatever. Sorry. 
The truth is, when they go out from your place and they're in college, and it's time for them to make decisions. Oh, how are you, my friend? Let's go to that party. Oh, it's short time. Forget, I've been used to it. I don't go to Friday school anytime. Whenever I have tuition, at least I go. Let me go and read during short time. They will make that decision. What is our priority? Two hours service in a week, and that is the time you make your child to be absent from church. What legacy are we giving them? Let's go to Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9. Remember I said, whatever I'm saying today, I'm saying to myself also. <laughs> Deuteronomy 6, 6 to 9. We're going to see a graphical representation of what parenting means. We're going to learn the principle of parenting with focus of spiritual growth, spiritual development. And this is God speaking in Deuteronomy 3, 6, 6 to 9. He said, Are you, please, I want us to read, if you, you can read from the screen if you don't have a Bible. And you must commit yourself wholeheartedly to this command that I'm giving you today. Verse 7. Repeat them again and again to your children. That's talk about emphasis on spiritual growth. Emphasis on spiritual growth. That should be our top priority. Talk about them when you are at home. And when you are on the road. When you are going to bed, evening prayer. And when you are getting up, morning prayer. What do you do? Talk about it. Bombard their spirit, their mind with spiritual meat. Let them know that that is the poverty of life. Verse 8. Tie them to your hands. You know what that means? Make it your identification. People will see that this child is a child of God. Tie it to your hand and what? And wear them on your forehead. You must practice it and let it be undeniable. People know this child is a child of God. And verse 9. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Which means your own household must be bombarded with spiritual legacies. No room for your child to say, I don't know. I've not heard it before. Nobody told me. When the whole house is saturated with spiritual legacies being transferred every morning, every day, every, when you're on the road, when, when you are hitting, you are passing out spiritual virtues, spiritual values, spiritual standards, spiritual principles. This is God speaking. And the question is, is that how you have structured your hope? Which one do you give attention to? For them to score straight A's. Or for them to be on fire for the Lord. We have seen people that score straight A's. And the A's, they ended it up in pulse. 
and got killed. Straight A's is perfect. You know, I've told you it's a legacy all our children deserve. But to preserve that straight A's, what must you do? Focus on their spiritual growth. Your environment will parent your children even more than you. In the Deuteronomy, it said everything around them, let it be spiritual. You know what that means? Everything around your children is a legacy already being sent to them. Everything you make them to be exposed to, the TV program, the movie, the games, the internet, the friends they have, the family members they have, where they go to, they are part of the legacy you are passing out to them. Their environment will shape their belief system. It will shape their lifestyle. It will shape their attitude. So what do you make them get exposed to? If you can't make them come to church two hours in a week, but you can afford to send them for five hours to school every day, but two hours in a week, you still compromise that two hours. Where's your priority? Be careful with the environmental factor that you expose them to. Our aim should be to train and influence, to train them to influence their environment and not the environment to influence them. Whether you like it or not, the devil is deliberately looking for a way to destroy our children. We must deliberately tell the devil, shut up! You cannot influence my children. My children will influence you and convert you. But it does does, does not happen. (laughs) And let me tell you the truth. 45 minutes of Friday school teaching on Friday cannot do that for you. You need to do it yourself. 45 hours teaching on Friday school is not enough. Let's talk about parental influence. We talk about we being an example to them. Our children learn from us. In fact, we are the, the most influential factor that they get exposed to. They learn from you. you don't, there's something you don't need to speak it to them. They naturally copy you. Which means... You are their hero. You are their mentor. But which example are you showing them? You cannot reproduce what you, what you want, but only what you have. You cannot re- reproduce what? Your desire. Can you reproduce your desire? You can only reproduce what you have yourself. In Psalm 37, verse 25, David said, Once I was young, and now I am old, yet I've never seen the godly abandoned or their children begging for bread. Godly legacy 
is only obtainable in a godly home, and that is godly marriage, where you have male and female. <laughs> where godly children are being taught godly values, and everyone in the house live a godly life. We must be godly example to our children. By God's grace, when I flash back and I look at the little God has given me, I discover that I am a subset of what my parents taught me and passed down to me. And every time I bless God for the life of my parents, including my signature today, is patterned after that of my dad. Little things. My time consciousness to the glory of God is patterned after my daddy. My daddy hates you being late to any meeting. And he, he, he instilled that into me. And I bless God for that grace. And many other things. My love for God today is a product of how I saw my mother and my mother pray their life to anything. Because of me and my brothers and sisters. What are your legacies to your children? Please don't transfer legacies that are negative to them. If you discover you have a weakness in your life, please, if not because of you, because of these wonderful children, because of their future, go to God and cry to God to overcome that weakness so that you don't pass across that negative trace in you to them. Don't destroy your future before you get there. Abraham passed a legacy of lies to Isaac. And before you know it, Jacob was a master dribbler. David passed the legacy of immorality to the children. Incest. Solomon has how many, how many wives? 700. Whatever you do, whether positive or negative, there are legacies that will go from you to your children. Watch it. Don't undo your future before the future comes. I, ha- I had an illustration about a child. You know, in class, the teacher said, okay, we are going to be acting today. They want to do a skit. They identified, boy, you will be the, the husband. And they identified a girl that she will be the wife. Before the moment they identified them, before the teacher will say, okay, this is your role. You know what the girl did? She grabbed the shirt of the boy. I said, you will kill me today. <laughs> what do you think happened? That was the picture she has been seeing in the house. That every wife is meant to grab the shirt of their husband and to fight with them. And the girl started acting. Before the teacher said, this is what you are going to do. What are you passing on to your children? It may look small, but they are learning. Please. Let me go through quickly the list of biblical values, godly legacies, that we need to pass across to our children. Number one, how to study the word of God. Teach them to study the word of God. You are their pastor in the house. 
Teach them. Teach them to study. You, you study and discuss the Bible with them. That is how to pass across God's legacy. Sit down with them and discuss the Bible. And I tell you the truth. Even if you don't know how to discuss the Bible, whatever you tell them, that's what they will take. Yes or no? They say, I don't know how to read the Bible. I don't know how to study it. Whatever you said them, just read the Bible, read the Psalms, and show you. And as you're doing it, you are improving. That's the way it is. Friday school teacher will only do it for you for 45 minutes in a week. The rest is left to you. Give them solid foundation that is anchor on the word of God. That never change. Every other thing can change. The whole world, the truth is, if you look at what you and I faced 20 years ago, when you were growing up, 30 years ago, our children, are they facing the same thing? Who can tell me what they will face in the next 50 years? The only thing that cannot change is what? The word of God. But are you teaching them? Teach them how to pray. And you pray with them. You pray for them. You see them pray. Hear them pray and correct them. Teach them to depend on God completely. In fact, tell them before they come to ask you, Daddy, I need this. Say, have you asked God first? When they wake up in the morning, tell them, don't talk to me if you have not talked to God. That is the values. Let them see God as the big daddy. As they see you as the big daddy, that you can do all things. You know that's when they see you. Direct them to God. Teach and show them how to love, how to give, how to be friendly, how to be hospitable, how to be caring, to be passionate, to be helpful, to be kind, to be generous, to be honest, to live in integrity, to be patient, to forgive. Teach them to forgive. Don't teach them malice. Don't teach them unforgiveness. Say, don't talk to that, that, that woman again. That family, no, don't talk to them. What are you teaching them? Teach them to respect elders. Teach them to be bold as liars. Put confidence in them. Give them faith. Tell them everything is possible with God. Don't tell them, oh, my child, I know God will help you. Yes, God will help them. But put confidence in them. Let them know that with God, all things are what? Possible. Speak success to their life and not failure. Speak faith unto them. Teach them to obey the word of God. Teach them to set great goals and to do everything to achieve them. Teach them to set what? Great goals and to be ready to pay the price to achieve those goals. Teach them to be diligent, to be hardworking. Use every opportunity to transfer God's legacy onto them. Now, I'm rounding up now. We are done with the parents. Children, listen to me very well. Nobody in this world will ever love you after Jesus like your parents. Whatever they say to you, they are not competing with you. Yes or no? They want the best for you. Please listen to your parents. They know everything you don't know about yourself. 
When you are small, do you know what happened to you? But these wonderful parents of, of ours, they know it. Then why do you dare disobey them? When you get a teenager, you say, no, I know more than them. <laughs> they know more than you don't know. There are issues in your life that your parents know they dare not tell you. But they are praying to God to help you overcome it. Because they saw you when you came, tiny. So you dare not disobey them, please, children. Your role is to listen and to follow the godly legacy they are passing to you. It is your role to then pass it on to the generation. You saw that boy. The mother taught her biblical principle. When he came to his senses, what was he doing? He started to teach. That is what we have been called to. Proverbs 1, 8 to 9 and Proverbs 4, 1 to 4. Let's end with Proverbs 1, 8 to 9. Then my child, listen when your fathers correct you. Don't neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown your head with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. And finally, you heard the story of the Rechabites. Their father was dead. But because, because he died, he played his role. He gave them commandment that you must not do this, do this, and do this. Generations after, a man of God, Jeremiah, a fearful man of God, called them and called them to the church. Say, come and sit. Now, do what your father said you should not do. They said, no. That's why pastor does not mean we will disobey our parents. We will still stand by what our parents said. And you know what happened? The Lord was using them as example to the whole nation of Israel. And before you know it, God said, because you, these children, you obey your father's instruction. What your father told you, even though your father is dead, you still obey the instruction. I will never let you be absent from this generation. Let's press on our feet. I'm sure you have heard the message today. I want to go ahead and begin to pray. If you are a parent, Lord, please help me not to fail you in training my children, in putting them in the right path to follow. And if you are a child, say, Lord, help me to obey. Help me to obey. Help me to obey. Go ahead and begin to pray that prayer. Even as we remain in an attitude of prayer, let's just thank God for our children. Let's thank God for each one of us as parents. Let's thank God for the teachers. Let's thank God for the overseer. There is so much that we need to be thankful for. And let's not forget to thank God. As parents, we might have enjoyed seeing what our children did. Being part of the service. But parents, there is a question that you have to answer, that you and I have to answer. What is the legacy we are leaving behind? What is that legacy that you are leaving behind? What do your children take from you? Think about it for a minute. 
Thank God for the children you have. And tell God, if you need to change, parents, yes, we need to change. We need to set a legacy for our children. Children, listen to me for a minute. You are the promised gift to your parents. Are you growing in wisdom? Are you growing in stature? Are you growing in favor with God? And are you growing in favor with man? Do you crib? Do you grumble every time your parents talk to you from the word of God? Thank God for those parents. They are doing what God wants them to do. Because God has said, teach. Father God, we just want to thank you, Lord. Father God, once again you have shown us, Lord Father, that there is tremendous talent in your people, Lord Father. In the children who you have used this day, Lord Father, Father, every one of them, you have portrayed to us a picture of the future, Lord Father. Father God, you are going to use every one of these people for your kingdom purposes in day to come. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God, that in these children is your legacy, Lord Father. We commit every one of them into your hands, Lord Father. That they will continue to grow in wisdom. They will continue to grow in stature. They will continue to grow in favor with you, God. And they will continue to grow in favor with man. We ask, Lord, that your hands of blessing be upon every child that's there in our church. We thank you for every one of us gathered here this morning, Lord Father. And we thank you, Lord, that you have spoken to us even through the mouths of babes, Lord Father. Every person you have used today, Lord Father, we thank you for them, Lord. And we ask, Lord, that in days to come, you continue to use every one of us, Lord. We give glory to you. We thank you for this time. And even as we step out, Father God, help us to remember that we received a legacy and we have a legacy to pass on. We give all glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.